What's going on, y'all? This is Soul on Sports. A few days after uh, Christmas. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Anytime you get to spend time with your family, it's always a good thing for most people. That's if you like your family. Not everybody does. I tend to like mine for the most part. So I had a good Christmas. And it's way more than uh, gifts and all the other things. It's more commercialized nowadays like it has been for a while. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get into some sports, baby. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the college playoffs. Uh, got a lot going on with that. The first matchup, we start tomorrow, man. Can't wait. Kick off tomorrow at uh, in the Dirty South, baby. We got LSU in Oklahoma. LSU is the number one team in the country. For, for, for me, they've been number one all year. They got the Hosby the Trophy winner. They have three first-round choice wide receivers, if you ask me. Strong defense, good running game. There is no way Oklahoma is going to be able to beat these guys. Will Oklahoma be able to score points? Yes, but Oklahoma will not be able to stop this LSU offense. I know they have a hurt running back. The top running back, you're saying he possibly may not play or not play as much. They're deep at that, at that position, so I don't think that's going to slow LSU down any. Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, will show out in Oklahoma against Oklahoma, and I got them winning. Winning pretty easily in that game. I, I, I would say they would probably win by at least two touchdowns. Maybe uh, 38-24, something like that. Mark it down. And the nightcap for the college Final Four would be Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State's the two seed and Clemson is the three seed. They're playing this one out, out in the, uh, like Chris Berman said, the big toaster out there in uh, Arizona. That should be a good game. Both these games are bowl, uh, uh, inside dome games, so that makes it even better, man. The elements don't get involved. Fast track, so no excuses. Let's play some football, baby. And Ohio State will prove that they deserve to be in the championship game. I know their quarterback is a little banged up with that knee. They haven't played a game in maybe three weeks. I got a feeling he'll be ready. Uh, playing a little bit possum with that knee, saying 80 85%. That's good enough to beat Clemson. I know Clemson's undefeated. They went to the championship the last couple of years. They beat Alabama, blah, blah, blah. That was in the past. What I think is going to happen is it's going to happen in Clemson like happened to Florida State. Florida State was kicking butt like that. Remember, Jameis was leading to the championship. They got back the next year, barely got there because they had a lot of close games. And they got there and they got embarrassed by Oregon. I got a feeling that's what's going to happen in this one. I think Ohio State's going to get up on them and run away with them. So I got Ohio State. Versus LSU. Far as I'm concerned, the best two teams in the country. That normally how it works out in college football for the most part. And I think they got it right with this Final Four this year. Oklahoma kind of snuck in the back door because other te teams couldn't hold up. It is what it is. They're going to get beat anyway. I don't. I don't matter. It doesn't matter who matched up with them. I think that uh, uh, LSU was going to win anyway. So I got LSU and Ohio State. Once that matchup is set, then I'll talk about who I think is going to win the, the championship game. That's going to be a great one, y'all. Two great football teams. You couldn't ask for much more. You got a lot of bowl games even going on as we currently speak. I mean, you got Michigan State, Wake Forest. Pretty good game. 21-20 right now at halftime. So as uh, far as the college bowl games are concerned, if I'm not pulling for a team, which, you know, I'm a Longhorns fan, you know, it is what it is. They're playing at the Alamo Bowl this year. But I want to be entertained. It doesn't matter who's playing. 
long as the game is good and competitive, that's all I care about. When I watch football, I just want to be entertained. That's my team, and I want my team to blow everyone out, which is not possible. Every game was hardly any this year with that defense we played. But anyway, long as the games are competitive, that's all I care about. You got USC, a national powerhouse in years past. They're playing Iowa today. That should be a pretty decent game. Air Force Academy is playing uh, Washington State. We already know Washington State can put up a bunch of points. Can't stop anybody, but they can definitely put up a lot of points. So we got some pretty decent uh, bowl games coming on. The NBA, man, is, is really starting to kick up. People are talking about the ratings of the NBA, not what they used to be, blah, 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 blah. Like I tell you, man, young people don't watch sports like they did when I was growing up. Nothing against the young people, but they don't have the patience to sit down and watch a whole game. You know, they have so much more technology. They don't have the patience to sit there and watch it. I understand. They got cell phones that, that have the internet. They have video games. You can interact with someone in China and play play with them. It's, it's ridiculous, man. So... I can understand. Even my own son, he watches the games, but he don't sit down and watch the whole game with me. He'll, he'll watch a little bit, go in the house, play a video game, come back out and watch some more. It is what it is. It's all good. So the ratings probably will be down. Uh, young kids seem like they, they they fixed on more of the uh, highlights than they are the actual entire game. So, hey, that's just just that's just the world we, world we live in right now, and the NBA will be just fine. And believe me, if they were hurting for money, they wouldn't be out there giving out these $150 million contracts to some of these players. Believe me, if baseball can give out all that money to some of these guys, believe me, basketball is just fine. And no one watches baseball. <laughs> so it seems like they don't even go to the games. I don't know how baseball makes their money. I guess on the TV contracts, I don't know. I don't know why they'd be making money off a TV contract and no one watches it on TV. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I'm a baseball fan, but I don't know too many guys that are. So. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, man, the NBA is, is kicking up, man. You know, around the, the people say the season really starts around Christmas time when they have the big Christmas Day games, and everyone's talking about the LA matchup. Man, I'm so tired of hearing about the Lakers and the Clippers. No one else in the West can compete. Everyone else might not sit down because the Lakers and Clippers are so much better than everybody else. I can go with that when we're talking about the Clippers. I think the Clippers are an elite basketball team. I am not sold on the Lakers. I've been saying that from day one. Go back and listen to what I've been saying when the season started. LeBron and AD have to prove they can stay healthy. You don't have a a history of getting hurt until you start getting hurt. And LeBron started getting hurt last year, and now he has another issue with his growing. He's not going to get any younger. It is what it is. LeBron's not going to be able to dominate the game like he used to. He can still be a great, outstanding basketball player. The dude's been in the league 17 years, been one of the top players his whole career. So if a guy like Kawhi Leonard outplays him on Christmas Day, which he did, that's not crazy. I mean, hey, even Muhammad Ali, when he was talking to uh, Howard Cosell, Cosell said, hey, man, I heard you're not the fighter you were two years ago. Hey, and Ali told him, hey, I talked to your wife. She said you wasn't the man you were two years ago. So, hey, man, everyone gets older. You're going to slow down some. LeBron's got a lot of miles on that body when it comes to the NBA on up and down that court, man. I think all those runs they made uh, deep into playoffs. And, and I think he went, correct me if I'm wrong, CJ, I believe they went, he went eight straight years to the finals with Miami and Cleveland. Not not so much last year. Last year he didn't even make the playoffs. But I want to say it was seven or eight straight years he went to the finals. 
So that's pretty impressive. So eventually, like Charles Barkley said, Father Time is undefeated. And they are undefeated against the Clippers because the Clippers uh, didn't whoop them, but they beat them. Uh, it's kind of weird for them guys to be playing not only in the same city, but in the same gym. It's kind of odd. But to me, the Clippers are just a better, deeper team. I mean, Lakers, you know, they got the big names and they got the fans. And everyone wants to be a Lakers fan, fan because you get to sit courtside. And, and if you fall away, jump shot, fall in the crowd, you land on Kevin Hart and his family and y'all joke it up, blah, blah, blah. I know that all that flash thing, whatever. But when it comes down to a seven-game series between the Clippers and the Lakers, I'm going with the Clip Show. Because to me, they're a better, deeper basketball team. They're better coached. They got better defensive players. They have more playmakers on the roster. So if it was up to me, I'm definitely going to roll with the Clippers in that series. If it comes to those two. And if it does, I don't think it's going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Because I do believe the Lakers will get bumped off before then. The Lakers are peaking way too early. See how they started off real hot. They won about 15 games in a row. It seemed like they won all the all their road games, and now they've lost about five in a row. Now we'll see what happens when adversity hits them. LeBron's injured again. I think he's going to miss him. They're saying he's going to miss some time, possibly. So we'll see if, what the Lakers are made of. And AD, great player, but we all know he gets a hangnail and he'll miss a game. So I don't know if LeBron got him got him tougher since he's gotten to L.A. I don't know. But I know the A.D. I know from New Orleans. Any little thing happens, uh, he'll miss a game or two or whatever. So it's going to be very interesting to see. It was another interesting game on Christmas Day. Milwaukee versus Philly, two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And Philly laid the wood to him. Uh, like I say, Giannis. The Greek freak, however you want to call it, can't even pronounce the kid's name. A great ball player, but he doesn't have much help. Chris Middleton is a very nice basketball player. He's not a number two player. It would be okay if you had Eric Bledsoe to, to live up to his billing, which he hasn't done. They're going to have to make a trade if they want to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. If not, he will be leaving there. After next year, I think, after one more year in that, if they don't win a championship, he's definitely going to roll. And you you better believe me, old man Pat Riley down there in the Miami Heat will be doing whatever he can to get Giannis down there in the Miami. Him and Jimmy Butler and one other player, whew, that Miami thing always sells. Who doesn't want to live in Miami? You look, Miami, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Miami. I'm picking South Beach, and who wasn't? Who wouldn't? Even people that live in Milwaukee want to live in Miami. So it is what it is. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's a long basketball season. Uh, we got a lot of basketball to get played between now and the playoffs. We say we're not even at the All-Star break yet. It's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, There's a lot of surprising teams out there in the league. But we shall see what's going to happen. Um, Giannis. Like I said, he's also uh, he's an MVP candidate, definitely one of the best players in the league. And what I like about him, he's not scared to shoot the rock. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he's not, a, not afraid of failure. Ben Simmons, on the other hand, kid has potential, but he can't shoot, and he won't shoot. 
Maybe he's too embarrassed. He's gonna airball some threes. Hey man, wow! Like I was always told, you're gonna miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. If you don't take them, you won't make them, and you won't help your team win. Because in the playoffs, when you play a good matchup with a good team, they're just gonna play off of you and let you and force you to take that shot. Force you to shoot the rock, man. Basketball is basketball. I know it's different levels of it. But I guarantee you a good, smart coach will see Ben Simmons out there on the perimeter and they'll tell his defender, play him back, give him the open look. Because that's what the Spurs tried to do in the finals against LeBron. It worked a little bit. LeBron finally started hitting shots. because He wasn't He wasn't also uh, one of your best shooters in the league, but he finally started hitting them and they took control of that series. So, But, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for uh, Philly, but – Hey, they got they got a Joel Embiid who is a beast. They got Al Horford, one of the best settling big man. He's a good stabilizer for your basketball team. Uh, leadership, solid ball player, and he's going to be good for them. So they're going to be tough to beat in that Eastern Conference. Like I said, man, we didn't like Mil- uh, like uh, Giannis, but I don't think he has enough play players on his roster to get all the way through the Eastern Conference. So who's to say? Uh, ben Simmons. Might start shooting a rock and get them to the finals. Not so yet. But in the Eastern Conference, you never know what's going to happen. I know they don't have to deal with LeBron anymore. But, you know, hey, Miami's actually playing some good basketball. They're one of the surprise teams. They got a bunch of, I shouldn't say no name. They got a bunch of players who we don't really know who they are yet. They've been balling really good right now. And led by uh, Jimmy Butler. He finally got his team. He's been begging for forever to try to prove that he's a superstar. So we'll see what happens with that. And and another crazy game that happened on Christmas Day, man, was Golden State and the Rockets. Golden State has won eight games all season, and they beat the, the Houston Rockets. The Rockets should be very embarrassed of that. That's the Rockets for you, though, baby. Are you surprised? James Harden is not a big-time ball, but in a big game, he always chokes. You put some heat on him, he's not going to come through for you. Never has and probably never will. He's going to go his career. He's going to have a bunch of numbers, bunch of stats. I have more triple doubles. I shot more free throws than this guy, but I have zero rings. He People say they want to win, but they're not willing to make a sacrifice to win. You have to do more than just throw up a bunch of shots and play one-on-one basketball, dribble the air out of the ball, and throw up a shot. It's more to it, man. Are you willing to take that charge? Are you willing to play some defense and pass the ball to your teammates and let them let them do their thing so you, everyone can get off? I don't know James Harden he's built like that because at this point in his career, he hasn't proven that. I don't think he's proven that he's a very good flopper. He's mastered the flopping game in the NBA. They've changed some rules because of this guy. I think he flops and travels more than any NBA player I've ever seen in my life. But he gets away with it. But in the playoffs, it always catches up with him. And also, Mike, uh, the coach, what's that, what's that guy? Used to coach the uh, Phoenix Suns. They could never get over the hump. Can't think of his name right now. But that guy's gonna, not going to lead you anywhere. So, uh, D'Antoni, there you, there you go, Mike D'Antoni. Uh, he's not going to lead him anywhere. Uh, he'll lead him to the playoffs. But that's about as far as they're gonna go. I don't. I see them maybe, maybe getting to the second round. When it comes down to it, you got James Harden, 
Russell Westbrook, it's not enough. Eric Bledsoe's a really nice player. He hasn't played in a while. When they get him back, maybe they can get him some more touches. But they just play a little bit too much one-on-one basketball for me. Uh, they don't move the ball enough. They've done it in times past when they when he was – uh, when they had Golden State up three games to one, I think they were up and they blew a series lead, 3-1 or 3-2. They were doing this ball movement thing. Everything was clicking. They stopped doing it. James Harden started controlling the ball again, and they lost. So we'll see what happens with that, man. Like I said, the NBA is just really getting started, so it's a lot of lot of good basketball teams. Even, even got the Dallas Mavericks out there with Luka Doncic, who came back last night. Uh, he's missed four games off that ankle injury, a very scary looking ankle injury. He came back and they beat the uh, the San Antonio Spurs. He used to dominate them years, the last few years, not so much this year. Tables have turned, so I do believe Dallas is the best team in the great state of Texas. Yeah, man, the NFL also, uh, we're up to week 17, y'all. Where do I start, man? Who <laughs> I start with? Lamar Lamar Jackson, the league MVP this year. Do we start with the uh, struggling Dallas Cowboys, the most overrated franchise in any sport? I mean, I mean, I know we got the Lakers out there, and the Yankees. All these teams have won championships recently. Not so much with the Cowboys. It's just a name now, and and a running joke. Who has more memes about their franchise than the uh, than the Dallas Cowboys? No one I could think of. But yeah, man, we got we got a few matchups this week that can possibly lead to a playoffs. As like I said, the Cowboys are playing the the uh, Washington Redskins at home. The Redskins have nobody. I think half of their defense is on injured reserve this week. Uh, they're also Terry McLaurin. They're they're great uh, rookie wide receivers. Also out. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins, is not going to play either. So I'm pretty sure Dallas probably should be able to take care of the uh, the Redskins in their uh, practice squad team. Although last week they couldn't do it against Philly, but they'll be at home and the Redskins haven't played well all year. So I got a feeling that they will probably uh, go ahead and take care of that game. But that win won't, win it, won't mean anything if Philly – Rolls up in uh, Gotham City and beats the uh, Giants, which uh, you never know what's going to happen when you're talking division games. And the Giants could ball out tomorrow. and I mean, I'm sorry, not tomorrow, I'm sorry. Sunday, ball out Sunday and, win the, and, and spoil everything, and Dallas still makes the playoffs. So it's still a, lot, a whole lot that can happen in that game series. So I don't – at this point, both those teams suck. Dallas and Philly, neither one of them really deserve to win the division. I know one, someone has to win it. Just like the presidential race, someone has to win. You might not like either candidate, but you're going to have a winner because there's no ties in divisions. So someone's going to get the more electoral votes than the other, and we shall see if that's going to be Dallas or Philly in that election. Green Bay, Detroit, old school divisional game, man. I, I like the way they do this at the end of the season. They put the vid, they make you play your division teams because sometimes it pans out that it really means a lot to the team. It could be, hey, if, if I win this game, I win division and bragging rights for the next season. So I like that switch they did a few years ago to make make you play your division team 
the last game of the season. Some of these teams, the last three, four games have been all division games. At least you got the Jets, Buffalo. Uh, not much to talk about in that game. Buffalo's already had their, their, their playoff spot locked up. The Jets are trying to get one more win to get closer to 500. They won't get it, but they'll get closer to it. So, uh, But it's a divisional game, so you never know. It might be a good ball game. Miami, New England, normally a good ball game, but this year they're Miami's terrible, and they're playing in New England. It's probably going to be 20 degrees, so we'll see what happens with that game. New Orleans, Carolina. New Orleans still has something to play for. Carolina's playing for a draft pick. And from New Orleans, the rumor is they're working out Antonio Brown today. Are they going to bring in this guy, or is it just a game they're playing? Apparently, if he does get picked up by the uh, Saints, there's no guarantee he's going to be able to play because he's still on some list from the commissioner because they're still investigating all the issues that went on. Why they haven't done that yet, I do not know. Maybe they thought no one was going to pick him up and they're going to, not going to waste their time looking over it. Don't know, but at this point, it should have already been determined whether or not he's going to be able to play. So if the Saints pick him up, I'm not for sure. They're probably The Saints are probably going to uh, determine whether or not they sign him or whether or not he's going to be able to play because uh, believe me, they can definitely need another player. And AB has a lot of issues on and off the field, but he can play some, he can play some football, man. I mean, you can say what you want about his personal life and the things he's done when he gets on that football field. He, for the most part, he always balls out. So that would be a great pickup for uh, Drew Brees and, and Sean Payton and them guys down there that'll help out Michael Thomas even more than what he already has. So Alvin Kamara and those other weapons, man, that'd be scary if you can get A.B. to get cleared by the NFL because there's no guarantees in that, that's for sure. Uh, the L.A. Chargers and Kansas City Chiefs, another divisional game. That game right there, man, I'm wondering how the things that are going through the mind of Phillip Rivers his Possibly his last game as a Charger. Uh, I think it's time for them to move on. Phillip Rivers has been a great quarterback for for a lot of years, but I think he lost his lost his stroke, baby. It's time for him then to move on and get them a different quarterback. Draft one guy, but they're going to be going into a new stadium next year, and I think it's time to start over and let Phillip Rivers either go to another team or maybe just. Drive off into the sunset and retire. And Phillip still thinks he has a game left, so I don't see him retiring. So maybe they'll just let him roll out and he'll go somewhere else and and try to uh, fix another team. Don't know if he has it in it, but we'll see. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, we already know about that that game. Baltimore has the league MVP. They're going to rest everyone this week because they already got the one seed on lock. First time in history that their franchise has had the number one seed. Uh, we'll see if it works out for them. So basically they win two home games and they're in the Super Bowl. So it seemed like an easy path as always is. You'll get the weaker of all the teams, which in the NFL you can't go by that, man, because a hot team can come in your, come in your stadium and smoke you. So you might want to be careful, but Baltimore at this point right now, I'm not saying they're unbeatable, but they sure been playing like they have been lately. I don't think they are, but they've really been playing that way. But this week, they're resting everybody, and Pittsburgh needs this win to sneak in the playoffs. 
So you best believe Baltimore, even with their backup players, are going to be trying to beat Pittsburgh. All those years that Pittsburgh beat them uh, in the playoffs and in those tough division games, they don't care about Pittsburgh possibly getting in. So even the backup players are going to play hard in that game. Another old school matchup, man, Chicago, Minnesota. Minnesota also a team that's locked into the playoffs. And the Chicago Bears are fighting to get 500. Mitchell Trubisky, possibly one of the worst draft picks ever to be that high. I mean, I think I do believe he's the second pick in the draft. They traded multiple draft picks to get this kid, and it just hasn't worked out. Not completely his fault. He didn't. He had nothing to do with them drafting that high. They probably should have went a different direction in that draft that year. They didn't, and so they, were, they drafted Mitch. And I think they're going to go back in the draft and probably try that again this year because Mitchell Trubisky just hasn't worked out there in Chicago, man. You know, maybe down the, maybe he can be a backup for a few more years. And, you know, never know down the line, he might be a good quarterback. Hey, Rich Gannon played for years in, in the league, and he finally got him a good spot later on in his career and had a good uh, finishing of his career. And he actually took his team to the Super Bowl. So there's always hope. Don't quit, Mitch. Just the Bears need to quit on you. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Uh, another divisional game. Like I just, I should stop saying that because we all know they're all divisional games. Tampa Bay is another team trying to get to 500. And 500 is a, is a critical number because that's a, probably about the, the number of interceptions that Jace, that uh, James Winston has thrown this year. He seems like he doesn't get going until he throws two picks. First Pit, first play of the game last Saturday against the Houston Texans. The first pass he threw was an out route caught by the defense, pick six. It's like, man, what's going on with my man Jameis? He's got so much talent, but uh, it just makes a lot of mistakes. And I don't know if they're going to be if they're going to keep him uh, going forward. The Atlanta Falcons decide to keep their GM head coach and move up one of the other deep de- defensive back coach. I think they're going to move him up to defense coordinator. And they're going to go forward with that. We'll see what happens in that game. Houston and the Tennessee Titans. Houston also has the division locked up. Tennessee is fighting with Pittsburgh to get that last playoff spot. Houston's going to, going to rest all their players, which is very smart. No need to be playing them because you're going to be playing again next week anyway in the playoffs. You won't get that uh, bye week. So might as well rest up and see if you can uh, – Get some good rest before the playoffs because you never know it's going to be tough, man. But we'll see in that game. Houston's going to be uh, – I will say they will be favored, but probably not. They'll probably be the underdog with Sitterham, Watson, and uh, probably Hopkins and probably some old linemen. And so many defensive players, they're probably going to rest them all. So Tennessee should probably be able to come away with that victory in that game and keep, their, keep hope alive in their playoff hunt, hopefully, for – the Tennessee fans that Pittsburgh can lose and Tennessee will get in if they get a win. Either way, it doesn't matter. But to me, Tennessee's playing a lot better football than Pittsburgh. Tennessee actually has a quarterback. Pittsburgh's still looking for one. So I'll definitely roll with Tennessee uh, to get in over uh, over Pittsburgh. Indy and Jacksonville, uh, just a few years ago, man, Jacksonville fell off so quick, man. Even Indy, these teams were dominating. Uh, Jacksonville was uh, half away from – being in the Super Bowl just a few years ago. Man, a few years ago in football, is like dog years. Whatever happened to them, defense fell apart. They traded some of their best players. 
They just fired their uh, team president, Tom Coughlin, and he had uh, Andrew Luck. They were they went to the AFC Championship against New England. Also, he retired because of injuries, and now they're struggling. Like I said, man, the NFL's rough on you, man. It's all about what you've done for them lately. So this is a, a team matchup, and he's another team that's going trying to get to that 500 record. Don't know what that really means. Doesn't get you in the playoffs. Just say you won half and you lost half. You got to be a good loser if you're going to be a loser. Get you a high draft pick. Philly and the Giants, like I said, we talked about this in a little bit. Philly uh, has a mass unit on offense, and they're starting to get back some of the guys but uh, get back their running back, but then they, they possibly might lose their, their, their tight end. I think he had broken ribs, so it's going to be tough for them to win that game. But I think they'll they'll find a way to scrap. They got a lot to play for. All the Giants got to play for is being spoiler, but Philly has a chance to lock up that division. So there will be division NMC East Championship T-shirts and two stadiums. They'll have the shirts in New York if Philly wins, and they'll have the shirts in Big D if Dallas wins. So we'll see uh, who's going to get shirts and who's going to be uh, sending them off to a third world country so people can have some shirts to wear. You know, that's what they do. What they do. Oakland, Denver. Uh, Oakland's another team that's trying to get to 500. Uh, they, they overachieved a little bit this year. Uh, I would say I didn't expect much out of them. You know, sometimes you watch that hard knock life, hard knock uh, on ESPN. I mean, not ESPN. On HBO, you get this, oh, man, watching those guys. You get to know some of them a little bit. You kind of root for them, and that happens to me almost every year. So I was kind of rooting for Oakland a little bit this year. They kind of – they overachieved, though. I mean, if they win this game against Denver, they'll be 8-8. Eight and eight. I guess that's better than 3-13. and 13. But they don't help your draft pick, like I said. 8-8 uh, eight eight just gets you in the middle of the draft. That's all it is. But, you know, if you do know what you're doing. I'm back, y'all. I got interrupted for a second. The last game of Week 17 will be the 49ers and the Seahawks. Between those two teams, we have 33 wins. One more win by either team, and you have a division lead and probably the NFC top seed. The 49ers, if they win, they lock in on the number one seed in in the uh, NFC. And if the Seahawks win... That locks it up for Green Bay if they beat Detroit. So I'm rolling with the 49ers. The 49ers have a deeper team. Uh, they have more weapons on offense and defense. They don't have Russell Wilson, but they have a lot to go with it, man. Russell can't play DB or pass or rush the passer, and I think that's going to be a problem for uh, Seattle. That defense, that's not what it used to be. It's okay. But it's just not what it used to be. If they can lose at home to the Arizona Cardinals, who I've given always given them a hard time, they're definitely gonna lose at home to the 49ers. So the 49ers get a little revenge. Even with Beast Mode coming back, Mr. Skittles himself will be back in Seattle. But this time I don't think it'll matter. The 49ers win on the road and they win big. This is it for y'all for the episode. Solo on sports, baby. We out.